Welcome, welcome everyone to the Unhacked Mind Podcast, formerly known as the Christian Therapy Podcast. I do count it as a privilege that you have chosen my podcast. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I appreciate you and I truly appreciate you for sharing this podcast on your social media platform, as well as taking the time to rate my podcast with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you are brand new to this podcast, I hope you enjoy what I share with you on this episode as well as previous episodes, and I sure hope you decide to come back. I try to post at least bi-weekly episodes. If you subscribe to the podcast, you will be notified when I've posted a new episode. One thing I would like you to be aware of is that I'm a licensed mental health professional practicing by way of telehealth for the state of Maryland and Georgia. However, my podcast is not meant to be a replacement for therapy with a licensed mental health professional. What I do on this podcast is inform, educate, entertain, and I sure hope I encourage. Lastly, I'm a published author of three books, Mission Uncomfortable, Getting Out of Your Comfort Zone for God, My Purpose Then and Now, and The Unhacked Mind. I also have the Unhacked Mind Academy for online self-study courses dealing with mental health and life circumstances. All of this information can be located in the show notes. Make sure to listen to each episode all the way to the end to learn how to connect with me. Okay, let's get this episode started. You know what? I'm going to take a wild guess and say that everybody that's listening to this episode has at one point in their lifetime experienced some form of disappointment. Maybe it wasn't something that was extremely devastating, but I can bet that there are some people that are listening that have had some seriously devastating disappointments within their lifetime. Well, I'm one of those people. And based on my age, I've experienced a lot of disappointment in my lifetime. You see, many of us have hopes, we have plans, we have goals, we go through the steps to reach those goals. And when we're trying to get to something, we go out of our way to make sure that we have all the information we needed to see the plan through. But the thing is, is we can't really control outcomes, nor can we control anything outside of us. So there's always the chance that the plan or the goal gets sidetracked or just totally falls through. And that's not really any fault of our own. But one thing I know for certain is that when disappointment happens, it is very devastating to a lot of people. And sometimes if you have been planning something for a very long time, when you are disappointed because it goes falls through, it can be extremely hurtful or extremely like defeating or feeling of defeat. I know because that's what happened to me recently. But the thing is, is time that you've been planning something is not the only thing that will determine the level of hurt. You could be or have wanted something for all your years and not planned it or not started the process to obtain it. But even if you started it just one day, if you were thinking about it most of your life, not 
couldn't wait until it actually happened. And then something came close to making it happen. And all of a sudden the floor was just pulled from under you and you collapsed in that plan and that dream. It could be hurtful. It could be painful. What I realize is that anytime that there is something that falls through plans that fall through or a goal that you seem like you're getting ready to reach and then all of a sudden it's just taken away from you, grief will set in and grief when it sets in, unfortunately it has to run its course. There's no way to get past the feelings or the symptoms that you experience when grief comes in. To me, grief acts like a virus. Viruses are not curable. They just have to run their course. Once they set in, they have to run its course. And there's nothing that no one can say, nothing that anyone can do that's going to make that feeling go away just magically. So you can say to me, this okay, it'll be all right. You didn't need that anyway. Or maybe something better is coming you know, so just count it as a blessing that you didn't get that at that time. Something better is coming. None of those words and none of those statements will remove the feeling that disappointment brings. I don't care who you are and how close you are to the person. They are going to have to experience all the feelings that come with the grief of losing or a plan falling through. They're just going to have to go through it. And the thing is, is does it, there's no like determining factor of how long that feeling is going to last. They just have to let it run its course. And I, one of the things I really don't like is when I hear people say, snap out of it. It's okay. Don't take it so seriously. It's probably for the best. Sometimes people need to know when not to say anything. Sometimes we need to just stop talking and just allow the people to go through what they're going to have to go through. What you could do when you are on the outside of someone being disappointment or you're watching somebody go through disappointment, the best thing that you can do is one, validate their feelings. Man, I can imagine how hard that is for you. And I understand why you are feeling the way that you feel. Also, you can normalize this situation. You know, if I was, um, if I had that happen to me, I would be feeling that too. And it's normal to feel angry or feel hurt or feel, um, saddened when such and such happens, normalize that for them. That's really all that really needs to happen when it, when you watch it, go watch someone to go through it, or when you're going through it to have your feelings validated and to have somebody normalize it because you don't want to feel like am I crazy for feeling like this? No, you're not. This, this is expected. Then just allow people to process what happened. And that may mean backing off, you know, don't go through all these phony statements and encouraging words because you think it's going to make things better. It's not going to make anything better. Sometimes it might even anger people. So just allow people to go through the process of whatever it is that they're experiencing until it runs its course. What you could do is maybe stay close to them, but don't smother them. Don't keep asking, are you okay? Are you all right? Anything I could do? Because at that point in time, 
they're just mad about what happened or they're upset about what happened. And you just constantly saying, what could I do? Is there anything I can help you with? It's going to be okay. Sometimes it's just better to just stay close, but don't smother. And then maybe, you know, depending on your proximity to them, maybe you could just follow up and check in every so often, but make sure you respect people's boundaries. You know, don't just show up if the person is already said out of their mouth, I just need to be alone for a minute. Respect what people say, respect the boundaries and give them that time. Cause when they're ready to come out of that being alone or isolation stage, they'll reach out. And if they don't reach out, just do a little check-in quick text, say, Hey, just checking on you, hoping all is well, and just let it go. Don't hound them. People need to feel the feels. And when I went through the disappointment here recently, I needed to just go ahead and feel the feels. I just couldn't get away from it. I needed to feel what I was feeling. And actually I needed to verbalize what I was feeling and all of my thoughts releasing that pain because I need that out of me. Sometimes people just really need a chance to vent. And some people just really need to cry, scream or whatever it is because there's a lot of negative energy built up in them as a result of the disappointment. And it sometimes just needs to get out, not looking for nobody to solve it because they probably can't, but just allowing people to get that energy and release that energy out into the atmosphere. So when you have been someone that has been on the end of disappointment, what you can do, you can't get rid of the disappointment. You can't get rid of the feels, but what you could do is make sure that you find time when you're ready to treat the symptoms of disappointment. And that's the same way with a virus. A virus can't really be cured, but we can treat the symptoms of the virus. Same thing with grief, treat the symptoms that you're experiencing. Maybe you may learn what coping skills would help with those symptoms. Maybe you just need to sleep. You're possibly could be high dehydrated. So maybe you just need water. So sleeping and getting hydrated is a great thing to do when you're trying to get something to pass through the grief and the pain of the, from the grief to pass through. Sometimes people just need to sleep. Sometimes they just need some water. It's also human nature when somebody is disappointed to try desperately to resolve it. Like they'll go out of their way. When it happened to me, I was trying to, you know, find a way to get this resolved, to get this thing fixed. I was calling everybody. I was, you know, venting to all these different people, hoping that they could fix this thing and correct this thing that happened that caused me so much disappointment. But in reality, I was making the situation worse. Well, actually worse for me physically. It wasn't doing anything or harmful to somebody else, but I was making this situation even worse on myself because that means the longer that I was looking to try to fix something that I really didn't have no control over, the more I was stressed, the more I was anxious and it made my situation that much, much worse, but it's human nature to automatically try to resolve it, try to fix it, try to get it corrected immediately. So. It is important to have really good self-awareness about yourself. And what I mean by that is 
you need to be aware of how your body is responding to whatever's going on. You need to be aware of if your heart is beating too fast or your breathing is kind of like speeded, speeding up and you're hyperventilating over the situation. You need to be paying attention to your body. You need to be paying attention to what's going on internally because certain situations can cause major physical problems. So stay self-aware and recognize that when you are overly anxious, when you're going through a disappointment, what usually happens to you at that time? When you pay attention to that, you can kind of keep it from getting worse than it really is. So having self-awareness. Also, you want to be self-aware. Are you somebody that when you get angry that you start cursing people out or you start you know, snapping on people who didn't do anything wrong? Know how you're impacting other people when you become disappointed. Because for me, I was ready to attack. And at that point in time, I had to make sure that I was apologizing to certain people when I was having conversations with them um, and letting them know that, you know, I don't mean to raise my voice and I understand that they can't resolve this. But I had to be very mindful of how I was impacting others as a result of my own disappointment. Also, being socially aware and knowing whether or not you are negatively affecting somebody else, especially somebody that has no control over what the situation is. So being self-aware and socially aware is key. One thing I also noticed about myself when I was experiencing major disappointment is sometimes I end up making very bad decisions while I'm trying desperately to you know, correct something or to get something to change or get a decision to be um, reversed in my favor. So I might make decisions that are very detrimental or could be very detrimental to my finances, to my physical health or to my overall situation. So sometimes it's better to not make major decisions when you're so emotionally attached to the situation and the effects of the situation. And also, you don't want to be agreeing to things that might end up costing you way more just because you want desperately to, you know, obtain that goal. So what I mean by that is, say um, somebody is disappointed with, um, you know, buying something, a big purchase, and because they wanted that so bad that they will agree to paying double for something similar to it just so they can get something even close to what they were after. So just be mindful of what you're agreeing to and making sure that you don't put yourself in a situation that'll be worse. The other thing that is so um, unnecessary for us to be aware of is when we go into this disappointment phase, things like self-doubt, guilt, shame, embarrass embarrassment might like really take hold and keep us that much further down in the pit that we're in already and make it that much more difficult to come out of it. We can fixate on trying to solve something or resolve something to the point where it is just like going down a, a rabbit hole of, you know, defeat. So don't be desperate. 
so desperate to the point where you're trying to save face from embarrassment that you put yourself deeper and deeper into a place that is going to make it that much harder for you to come out of. So self-aware and paying attention to what you're doing. Don't make any decisions that's going to cause even more harm. Maybe what you had as a goal or vision or plan, um, maybe it is going to be delayed. Maybe that dream that you had will be delayed. Just take the time to get yourself together and then you'll be able to mentally consider some other options for yourself. And it might just mean a delay. It doesn't mean it's a failure. It just may mean a delay and some adjustments need to be made and you might have to be a little bit more flexible and patient. So here are some things that I would suggest um, that we get in the habit of doing now before another disappointment happens. And that is learning coping skills that will be very beneficial to us when another situation comes about. So I've said this in a lot of my episodes before because it's so important because once we become disappointed, the stress response comes on. We have to find a way to turn that thing off so we can think rationally. So number one, deep breathing is always the number one thing that you can do at any time, anywhere. Deep belly breathing is very helpful and it's a physical thing that needs to be done to help turn off that stress response. So deep belly breathing. Number two, taking a walk because you can let that energy out in a way that's physical, taking a walk, doing some kind of stretching, yoga, anything that will help you to get your body to relax and to get out of the tense mode. Meditation is that's like my number one go-to just allowing yourself to get, you know, stay mindful and stay aware and get some breathing going on. Meditation is just awesome for that exercise, of course, but of course, not everybody has a regular exercise routine and a lot of people don't even like doing exercise, but it's important to be able to do some exercise because it can help release the tension and it can help turn the stress response off. And maybe none of that is good for you. Maybe you're somebody that likes dancing. Okay, dance, turn the music on, take your mind off of what you were, you know, upset about and disappointed over and put some music on and just dance around. Just move your body. What you're trying to do is get movement going so you can help get that stress response to turn off. And so you can get your body back to its natural conclusion and get you to a more relaxed state of mind. The situation may not change, but you can definitely change in the situation. And lastly, I know this, most people won't feel like doing this or may not even consider it, but singing, singing helps you with your breathing or talking. That's why it's good to vent sometimes because that will help with the breathing that will help get the air and oxygen in. But singing is a great way to do that because singing will actually encourage the better breathing because you have to take deep breaths. You have to let it out. And that is a great way to help turn the stress to response off. So hopefully you're understanding where I'm going with all of this because disappointment is always going to come. Everything will not go according to plan. If it does beautiful, but that's not the life that we live. We will have to face disappointment at some point in our lifetime and some more than others, 
But guess what? This too shall pass, even though I wouldn't want to hear that in the midst of my situation. But I know that everything is temporary and all emotions are as well. Okay, until the next time, good mental health, good spiritual health, and as always, good physical health. Y'all take great care. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. I sure hope you enjoyed that episode. Please feel free to share us on your social media platform or giving it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can reach me on my website at unhackmind.com or life-counseling-transitions.com. All this information will be in the show notes. All right, take care, and I hope you come back.